molestando con una vipa, me pregunta si te quiero, yo te digo que no estoy lista y no quiero comenzar. What is up, everybody? It is your boy, Luis Martinez, a.k.a. Big Chief Burrito. And this episode of Mi Gente Show is titled A Look at Avenida Productions. Fanny and Nelson Grande created and founded one of the only Latino-owned full-service production studios in Los Angeles called Avenida Productions. They also have a crowdfunding platform called Support Our Stories that has raised millions of dollars primarily for Latino creatives trying to get their vision and their films made. Um, right now, they are doing a WeFunder campaign at wefunder.com slash Avenida, trying to raise capital, and you, for as little as $100, can invest and be a part of one of the most important um, production companies and production studios for Latinos right now in L.A. Nelson Grande uh, was able to stop by for a little bit. We chatted about the Avenida um, origins, about him and Fanny's life, about all the things that they've done to support our stories. And uh, we asked a lot of questions and had a good back and forth about the product. We'll put the we'll put the link uh, in the description of the WeFunder um, and some information about them. It's a great company to support. They're going to have a streaming platform soon for Latino content, and they're they're just you know a great part of our community and helping us move forward. So it was a great chat. After that chat, me and Sophia, or Sophia and I, broke down our Barbie reviews and talked about whether liking or not liking Barbie is a deal breaker in relationships, a little other chisme, and we wrapped up a really cool episode. So as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Make sure you're sharing the podcast with your friends, telling them about it. Let us know how you feel about the episodes, the topics, etc. We also got stickers on demand. If you are far away, we'll send you some. Just hit us up. And as always, enjoy the pod. What is up, everybody? It is your boy, Luis Martinez, a.k.a. Big Chief Burrito, live with you on a Tuesday. And on Tuesdays, we wear pink. See? Got a little pink. Ah, it's Wednesdays. <laughs> exactly. Wednesday we were pink, right? It's Wednesdays we were pink, yes. yes. I got my pink bow. Anyway. Oh, usually, man, I did not get usually, the memo. We usually, we got enough pink back there. All right, um, <laughs> me hent the show live and direct, live and alive on a Wednesday. So I mm-hmm. did have the bit right. I was like, Wednesday. You did, just the day wrong, because we, we usually do Tuesdays. we usually do Tuesdays, right? Yeah. All right, we're going to jump right into the day. We'll do personal news and we'll do cheese and stuff later. Uh, but yeah. today we are streaming on a Wednesday because we have an interview with uh, one of the owners of one of the first Latina-owned production studios in Los Angeles. Um, they are, we have somebody that I've connected with. Uh, originally, uh, a few years back, because I was one of the uh, contributors to the John Leguizamo had a comic book uh, campaign that they ran. So I met uh, this is when I was able to met, meet John at Border X a few years back, uh, which was really good. I met Nelson and Fanny back then. And then I've seen them periodically. Uh, specifically, we met we saw them this year at the San Diego Festival. Latino Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were the, some of the producers for Maribel's film, uh, DACA, my so-called my DACA life. Right, my so-called, my so-called, <laughs> yeah. <life. laughs> we love it. Classic, 
Classic. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, if, if you're Latino and you're in Southern California, L.A., and you're involved or at least anywhere cognizant of the film industry, you are aware of Avenida Productions. Um, you know, like I said, they they started off um, producers. They've actually bought uh, a studio. They uh, they've helped produce films. They also have a fundraising platform that is rivaling GoFundMe and Kickstarter in terms yeah. of the place to fund your projects for Latino creatives. So we had to take time uh, out of our busy schedule, uh, job hunting, hosting karaoke, so training dogs. Uh, later photo shoots all the stuff that we do on a daily basis to invite yeah. nelson grande on the show yes! <laughs> welcome welcome what's up you two thank you guys for having me i gotta say I was, all ours. My, <laughs> I was laughing my ass off at that intro oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah what was your favorite part <laughs> I, I don't know, somewhere between, you know, the, the singing Chihuahua, Bill O'Reilly freaking out, the, the dog with the with the Christmas hat. I don't know. It was so much. There was so it's much. Chaotic. Going on. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I, I add another green screen element every every show. So it started off. The first thing it started off as was just the uh, the, the cat jam, the, 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 the yeah. cat, the cat jamming oh. thing. I had that. Oh. And I was like, OK. And then I added Bernie and we'll do it live. And at this point, it's just every green screen thing that I can find going there. Every meme goes on there. It's great. My goodness. Your, your intro is going to be like at 45 minutes. No, no. It's, always, it's, it's, it's going to be longer than your show. It's, it's always it's just the four minutes, but I just got to, I got to move stuff around, cram it, stuff like that. Yeah. I get <laughs> All right, it's well, like yeah, everything I, everywhere all at once. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, exactly. You exactly. Get yeah. it. And my my crack is watching right here at the bottom of my screen where I can see you guys and just seeing like the people like reacting to it. I love that part. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's jump into it, Nelson. Man, thank you for joining us, number one. Uh, you know you guys are super busy at Avenida, um, and you took the time to be with us today. So, I mean, give us a quick update. Like I, I know you guys have you you started the company several years back, you've produced films. And, and and it's almost it's almost easy to talk about like your your crowdfunding platform, right? Um, to just kind of put that to the side because of all the other things that you're going. But what's kind of what's what's the what's happening in the moment right now for you guys? Yeah, man. So what's going on right now is that you know I, I, I'm going to give you the quick overview of what we do. Uh oh, you muted. Oh, sorry, sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Bro, you wanted the quick version, didn't wow, you? Wow, no, immediately mute you. That was enough. That was enough. That was enough. That was enough. <laughs> it's like, that's enough. <laughs> I wanted to mute myself, not you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to give you the quick, quick, quick overview of what the company does and why we're up to now, because it's going to all tie in together. Right. So, you know, we started this company seven years ago out of a, a, a kitchen table, uh, you know, Fanny and myself. And the purpose of it was to help uh, democratize access to Hollywood. You know, famously, it's, you know, who you know or what community you're part of that allows you to get in a lot easier to, to tell your stories and to break this, you know, Hollywood, you know, system. So we, we broke it down into three components. Like, what are the three components that are needed to create projects? You know, so you need the funding, you need the production, you need the distribution of it. So for us, we decided to uh, think out of the box because we're forced to. You know, some of these situations, like when you're forced into something, is something is, birth, you know, born out of it. Um, like you mentioned, you know, crowdfunding, we've raised millions and millions of dollars for hundreds of projects now over the course of seven years. Um, so, you know, we have our own crowdfunding platform called support our story that, uh, it's been out for over a full year now. We, we were one of the sponsors at South by Southwest and we're outpacing Kickstarter four to one. Um, wow. so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. So that's exciting. 
Um, the production side of it, obviously, you know, we have our studio, we run productions. There's some really cool stuff coming up later this year uh, that that uh, we're going to be able to share. But, you know, we are just also in that sense, traditional as a traditional production house with the element that we do help a lot of underrepresented communities uh, and primarily the Latino community create projects that they normally can't have access to because budgets are smaller. So we help it. We bring in a lot of resources and a lot of connections. And we really like to tie in a lot of the talent together and, and really make be like a, a connector. So we we act as a company, but also a lot like um, activists and as an organization. But to bring you up to current, what we're doing now is, um, you know, we're getting ready to launch our streaming platform called A+. And it's going to be, um, I tell people, the Latino BET. You know, it's essentially what it is. It's not, it's in English. It's an it's English language, and it's focused on servicing the U.S. Latino uh, us here. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you know, we are we're such a rich community of U.S. Latinos. You know, all of us here in the mm-hmm. states that you know we come from Mexico, Puerto Rico, El Salvador, Venezuela, Cuba, everything and everywhere. So the issue is, is that the traditional Hollywood system gives us a movie or two a year, a couple of shows, they don't market it. They don't really do well generally in comparison to their, what they call general market stuff. But even with that, it's not enough to represent all of the vast diversity within the Latinidad and here in the U.S. that, that, that who we are. So, you know, it's, it's a little difficult to understand, you know, to, to really represent us as a whole, as a community with just a handful of projects per year. So that's why we're, we're creating this destination and network, which we're happy to announce will be going live in about three months. And what, yeah. And what we're up to now is we're, we're raising the remaining funds for it. Um, you know, we're, we're venture capital backed. We're backed by angels and organizations. We've raised a ton of money because this takes a lot of money. We're competing for something to go on a national scale. This isn't uh, this isn't uh, something that we're going to roll out as, as something small. We're, we're going big with this. So we've we started a, a WeFunder campaign for five hundred thousand dollars two weeks ago, and we're at about one hundred and sixty thousand dollars raised through the public in the community right now. So that's oh, wow. it's it's yeah. He's yeah. trying to show it. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. So there's another there's another twelve thousand that's come in. It takes a while to to, to regenerate that. Show it. Yeah, there it is. So yeah. I'm hearing a little blue. I can hear no, our voices. Sorry, 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 sorry. Let me there you go. Got it. Having a little technical issue here. Sorry about that, guys. All right. So it's all good. Is that that's better, right? I just had I think yep. I have because mm-hmm. I have it playing in the background here. All right. So um Let's start at the WeFundMe because obviously this is a WeFunder campaign. I'm going to put the link in the description and I'll put it obviously here in the chat so people can check it out is um, the way I understand it. It's basically like a pre pre launch, right? It's basically saying like, if we started doing this thing that was happening, you can sort of put your, your ring, name in the hat so that as soon as it launches, you're going to have the first option to invest. Is, is that, is, am I looking at it the right way or is it, or do you yeah, so there's, things? There's a legal term, like so. There's this phase called testing the waters until we hit 160,000, which we've already hit. Nice. So we we actually just hit it maybe 20 minutes ago. Wow. Um, yeah, Very yeah, good. yeah, yeah. So it's awesome. So it is. It's it, it's a thank you. Yeah, it's a legal term saying testing the waters. It's it's something that the SEC uh, puts as far as regulations. Um, it's because this new regulated crowdfunding is a new thing that's been around for just a handful of years. That it's where it allows you know 
the general public folks to, you know, submit your paperwork and information and all the, you know, you go through attorneys. It's, it's a lot of, it's a, it's quite of a, of a, you know, feat to go through all of these steps to do it. So it's not like, it's not like just opening up a regular crowdfunding campaign on like, you know, GoFundMe. Um, So, but now that we've hit that in the next few days, we should start seeing it transition the language instead of people putting reservations for an investment the actual investments language changes, but it's all investment. It's, 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 it's all essentially the same thing, but you have to go through certain legal language. Okay. Got it. All right. And then once that yeah. goes, then, then you guys, then once you become an investor, then you, you know, it has the different things there in terms of like, you're being part of the, the newsletters, getting access, being up to date on all that stuff. And then essentially, you know, if you're, if you get in deep enough, right. Uh, reap the benefits, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. That's what we tell people. Listen, you know, I tell you, like, yeah. my stocks are tied up in this company too. Right. So if you know, I I want to make my stocks grow. If you have stock in this company, your stocks are also, you know, in there with mine too. So this isn't yeah. a this isn't a it's not charity. It's not a contribution. It's an actual investment. So, yeah, uh, yeah we're we're excited for people to check it out. And it's fun. Listen, I um, you know, if Fanny and I had it our way, we would have been actors. Unfortunately, the path wasn't there for most people from our backgrounds. The roles are really limited. So we got pushed into this whole thing about being executives and opening the studio. And, and, you know, now we're, we're, you know, media tech or, you know, executives. And it's, it's, it's interesting because um, it's not what we have chosen, but it's what we were just, what we were supposed to get. Because I remember the feeling of booking roles and how much and how good it made me feel. But the feeling I get from when I see people make their movies because we help them or people are directing a major TV show or doing something that they've achieved, it fills my heart in such a different way that I, I never knew was something that that was exciting. Like I, I, It's kind of like you know receiving gifts and giving gifts. There's two different mm-hmm. types of joys. And I really, really, really enjoy being the person that gives the gifts. Yeah. Is there anything to that? Because like, for example, like somebody like myself, it's like, you know, as an indie filmmaker, indie producer, you know, we've made like a few SAG features and stuff like that. It's like, okay, I'm a writer, I'm a director, I'm an actor, I'm a producer. But if, if somebody outside of myself was telling me something to be like, well, what you're really best at is being an indie producer because of doing this. But what I love the most, what pulls at me the most is like directing and writing. Um, it was, is there any, is there any still internal struggle of that, of just being cognizant of this is what I'm best at. This is what I'm here for. Like you said, the feeling I get from seeing other people succeed would exceed being like a series regular or having like a couple of big commercials with the tons of residuals. Do you still have that internal struggle at any level? It's not so much an internal struggle. That's a good question, though. It's not so much an internal struggle, but it's it's actually something that is creating a an even more exciting uh, reality. The, mm-hmm. I, like for instance, I have um I have a show that I'm going to be hosting. It's a nighttime show where I already have a lot of my celebrity friends. It's like an interview type show, so I'm going to have some of my celebrity friends come through, and we're going to be interviewing them. So. I'm still going to have the the opportunity to to be in front of the camera. I guess it's kind of like the Tyler Perry model, where Tyler Perry is still very much involved in the creative side of things, but he's the executive. Now, this isn't going to be the Nelson and Fanny show. Like, oh, it's just all our content. You know, we're bringing in content from Emmy Award winners. We're bringing in content. We're, we're elevating. We're creating stars. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you know, if I... <laughs> 
I, I'm one of the owners of the company and I have a show, you know, I'm going to, I can find a slot for myself. <laughs> you feel clean about it. You're like, I'm not taking the lead role in like a James Bond Latino remix, but I'm also here. Right? <laughs> but at this point is the, the satisfaction of paving the way in something that is so rare and giving the opportunities that you are. I'm assuming that's also very um, fulfilling. It really is. You know, it really is. It's, it, it, it's, not the same thing, but it's kind of like the feeling I see watching my kids excel. The feeling mm-hmm. I see, like, you know, like I'll give you a more, more recent thing, like my daughter watching her in sports kick ass. And, you know, she's a quarterback for her middle school team. And she played on the boys team recently. She was a starting wow. quarterback for the summer league. So to watch her succeed in that, like, that's a lot more joy than I remember it feeling it myself. Now, I'm not saying that the filmmakers and people I help are my children. <laughs> but <laughs> but but the joy of being able to give it, it, it really is a I think it peaks at a different you know different vibration mm-hmm. than the receiving of yourself and and I think at the core Fanny and I are such such loving people and we're really passionate about stuff like we're deeply passionate about our cause and what we're up to so that's why I think it translates to like if if the universe and God have plans that I'm supposed to be executive and help others lift their path. I'm perfectly happy with that. Am I going to plug myself in with my own show? Which, like I said, I already have it straight up. Oh, well, damn straight. So might as well. Might as well. <laughs> Why not? Might as well. <laughs> if you were thinking about yourself, if you if you were talking to yourself and Fanny seven years ago, um, with where you are today, do you feel that back then this would feel like you were ahead of schedule, behind schedule, or right on time? I had a schedule. I had a schedule. Yeah. 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 And uh, it's interesting because, you know, we have a lot of uh, professional colleagues um, that will come up to us and be like, you know, you guys are, you guys are making rapid uh, growth, especially because not so much just in the business in general, in business in general, because in business in general, companies expect you, especially if you're a venture capital company, you're expected once you get funding within five years to like flip things cool. You know, they look for these things, you know, these unicorns and stuff like that. But in this industry is because it's so exclusive and there is no actual defined path and lane for diverse communities or, the, you know, the U S Latino, the amount of stuff we've been able to do with the resources we've had is, is, is actually pretty, uh, it's pretty incredible. And, and it's something that we have to get present to because, you know, we get so caught up in the work of what we're doing and then, you know, you have, you're only human. You have these things popping in your head, like, oh, it's not good enough. You're not doing it fast enough, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is that I think that this is, this is good advice for anybody. Um, you actually have to just take a moment and actually understand where you really are and what you've actually accomplished and, you know, and having that gratitude because that gratitude is key. And it sounds like a broken record. You hear all these manifestation things online and everything like be grateful and manifest. But it's it's as real as um, it's as real as seeing my hand in front of my face right now. Like I, I believe that that's really uh, important to make sure that you're you're aware of your achievements. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, <laughs> no, and I, we talk about it here on the show all the time. And in in term, and you mentioned it earlier when you started talking. In in that we get. It seems like we get one show at a time. We get one day mm-hmm. at a time. Then we get Gordita Chronicles. Then we get this. We get flaming hot movie, you know, then we get Blue Beetle. We get one thing at a time. You know, right now we have, you know, like this fool. And we were able to talk to Chris Estrada about the show mm-hmm. and stuff like that. 
Um, and I've always said it, and and I think Fanny actually echoed this, and uh, Eva Longoria uh, echoed this uh, a few a few weeks back in some interviews, is that um, the the degree of difficulty for Latino creatives is set so high, where you know you get all these. Um, you know, mediocre filmmakers that get to make multiple, multiple movies, TV shows that get hired over and over again. Whereas if I make a film or Sophia makes a film or you guys make a film um, and it doesn't do big numbers, you're, you're sometimes relegated to like the bottom of the pile again. You don't get that opportunity. And I've always said that we will see true equity and equality when we are allowed to be mediocre. Not in essence that we're, you know, that we're, that, that that's what we're striving for because we strive for excellence, but when we have the ability to fail um, in the last seven years, um, mm -hmm. do you think we're any closer to that? Uh, how, how do you see, how do you see the progression be between then and now we still get just one show at a time, but do you see it improving? Well, unfortunately the numbers show that we're, it's actually going backwards from last year. Oh no. Yeah. Now do I see it improving in the, in the uh, general like statistics and studios? No. What I do see changing is the community seems more active. The chatter mm -hmm. online and the desire for what we what we want to see is actively growing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we could see it in our socials when we post stuff. Like even even with our WeFunder campaign, like we have had hundreds of people join in and invest with us. Like it is, and it's not. And I'll tell you, we don't know the majority of those people. We've never met the majority of those people. Mm -hmm. So it, it's 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 a direct response of like the hunger that's there for it so um no the the it's actually backwards and the numbers are actually worse than they were a few years back so that's why we're like we're not these conversations we're not going to keep asking people you know what it feels like it feels like we're the um the unwanted stepchild and like <laughs> the studios are this and like the yeah. studios like this nasty this nasty parent who's like fine here have a little something. Oh, look, mm -hmm. see, you didn't do anything with it. You're horrible. Well, maybe we'll give you another chance again if you, you know, have a hit. Yeah. Whereas the kid that love, the kid that they actually The biological, love, yeah. Yeah, the biological. <laughs> you know, yeah. You can have like the third weekend in February to open your movie. Let's see what you yeah. can do with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's like there's definitely, um, you know, some of that feeling in there. And mm -hmm. uh, it's okay. We, you know, build our own table, our own family, our own community. We, we're not going to, we don't need them anymore. With, with technology and advancements and all this stuff, and honestly, quite frankly, with the support that we've been able to gather over the past few years and what we're gathering now, um, mark my words, they're going to come around looking for us. They already have. They're already looking. They're already poking their noses. Some of these studios have already invited us and to uh, pick our brains. And uh, we're like, you're not picking brains anymore. You're going to start paying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I love that. We're so hard I mean, to find. Latino creators are so hard to find. They're like, oh, we don't know. We're, Especially in California. We can't I mean, find no Where are they? We can't where? find no directors to direct these shows or write these shows. I'm like, I'm raising my hand. I'm like, hello. We're like right here. We're right here. I can't stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You listen, you have to actively try to ignore us you know yeah. we are here we're everywhere and as far as the numbers go like we buy one in four movie tickets we're responsible for a third of streaming revenue the latino community here in the u.s and i'm talking about u.s latinos i'm not i'm not including latin america okay? i'm talking u.s mm -hmm. latinos we are the actual financial driving force behind the film industry and and the country itself you know we're the fifth largest gdp like if if we were if us our community here we were a country mm -hmm. 
just the U.S. Latinos, we'd be the fifth largest country in the world for our GDP. Absolutely. So we have the buying power. We have the ability to say what we want and how we want it and what we should be included in. But, um, you know, that's why it's really key and important for me. You know, a lot of my socials is about educating folks. And I repeat a lot of the same stuff because I want to be ingrained with people and understand that, like, know that we actually have this power and uh, don't need to settle for anything less. Absolutely, Sophia. Mic drop, mic drop. I yeah. love that. <laughs> I just, I just love what you guys are doing. As far as where we, where we are versus where you want to take it, how far? What is end game? I know you said you're working on A plus. Um, right mm-hmm. now, you have your current investment uh, with WeFund. Uh, what is your ultimate goal with Avenida? What is your, what's end game? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the the goal for Avenida is to be one of the major studios in in you know enter, the entertainment industry and the way you know uh, Tyler Perry Studios is and BET is to the African American community is what Avenida and A Plus are going to be to the Latino community. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have we are at, we are we are part of the community and we surround ourselves with other folks that are part of our community too because like I said we're very diverse we we had we take in consideration afro latinos lgbtq latinos latinos that are come from different experiences who are maybe first gen second gen here a lot of different things so we understand the reality of it so for us to build it to that capacity we have to understand our community at large mm-hmm. uh and who we are so we are going to be one of the main players is is avenida's uh you know trajectory on top of that um, one of the things, one of the shorter term goals, and I'm going to say maybe short to midterm, not, not even too far at all, is once we start seeing all the, st- uh, the statistics and data from A+, our streaming platform, because we're going to have different types of, you know, TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have, you know, short form, a lot of different things. So for us, we are going to see the data and statistics on the back end. We are going to start green lighting projects. If we see a short is kicking butt. We're like, let's turn this into a feature film. Let's fund, let's fund this and create this into a full length movie. Mm-hmm. So for us, it's our job to start green lighting and creating um, celebrities and not just in front of the camera celebrities, uh, directors, producers, and everything that surrounds uh, the, the process of creating uh, the content. Yeah. Nice. Absolutely. So you're, so you're saying we're not just one monolith that just has one taste. We're a rich variety of, of, of different types of spices. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 I know. Right. We, we, we all, you all don't live in East LA too. Is that what it is? Oh yeah. No, no. Everybody doesn't <laughs> live. No, no the, the thing is, listen, and the thing is we're everywhere. And yeah. in, in, you know, we say that and the thing is like, yeah, some of us live in East LA, some of us live in, Fascinating. Some of us in Chicago, some of us live in, you know, New York, and some of us live everywhere. And the thing is, Hollywood has this fixed mentality of this is a Latino, they're Mexican, they live in East LA, they're all gangbangers, mm-hmm. and occasionally one will do good. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So. That'll be a good man. No, we were talking about this, um, I think, with Rosa Parra from Rosa Reviews the other or the other day because uh, we were bringing up the, uh, the Fast and Furious franchise and how they've sort of retconned uh, – <laughs> They've retconned Dominic Toretto, where he was clearly like Italian coded when the first couple of movies. And they're like, no, no, no. Actually, his sister's Brazilian. And they're like, no, no, no. And then they're like, well, they showed his backstory and he was clearly Chicano because his dad was Mexican, obviously. And then they're like, no, but his grandma, his grandma's Puerto Rican. So it just sort of like this 
it's this super interesting just way of them just saying you guys are just this one thing and it doesn't and 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 Guatemala and Mexico and yeah. Colombia Uruguay it's it's whatever it's you know what I mean. It reminds so, me, that reminds me of George Santos saying he was Jewish. No, not Jewish. Jew. Yeah, Jewish. Jewish. Yeah. 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 So he's Latino ish. But the Latinification of Don Toretto <laughs> is just one of my favorite favorite uh, Hollywood cliche things, and it's like no, no, he's Latino. He's always been yeah. Latino. Toretto is not an Italian name. No, no, no. it's not. But they can no. do that because no one's going to call them out on it. Because and like they know out. that no one really knows the difference. You know, you can just be like, yeah, he's, he's Cuban or whatever. I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, it's ridiculous. Well, yeah. I did want to touch a little bit on your background because, uh, you know, I, I spoke to Fanny and, you know, she's uh, from Venezuela. I, I spent a lot of time in my youth. I lived in Caracas during the Menudo days. Uh, and uh, and stuff like that. But uh, where, where are you? Where are you originally from, Nelson? And what's what's your background? Yeah, I'm born and raised in L.A. So I'm uh, I'm uh, I, you know I consider myself a Chicano with a culture here, but I'm Mexicanorian. You know, uh, Mexican mom, Salvadorian dad. Nice. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so you know, I grew up here in L.A. I grew up in uh, Highland Park. Uh, I used to share that with people, which is a community out here that's uh, really gentrified now. People didn't know what it was back, you know, a few years ago. But um, yeah, I I'm very much an LA guy. You know, it's it's you know I have my roots here. I I got to I grew up in this incredible you know playground here that you know Hollywood would film in all the time. I like I got to see productions live being filmed in front of me. Like I saw La Bamba, I saw Mi Familia filmed in front of me. I saw Reservoir Dogs being filmed in front of me. Like when a lot of those, a lot of those famous scenes, um, I was standing there watching it, you know, and I remember I used to go down there with, with my dad and my brothers and uh, watch it. And my dad would lean down and say, Hey, if that's what you want to do, you can do it. You know, I'll support you. Um, you know, so I had, a, I had, a, I had that inspiration of, you know, from, from actually both my parents knowing that I could, I could achieve these things. So it was really important. So I, you know, I grew up here in LA watching Hollywood all around me and um, it was always something I wanted to get into. And obviously not until I started getting into it. And, you know, in my twenties that I realized that the, the traditional Hollywood didn't really want me for the, the part, for the parts I wanted to play. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no more yeah. prison parts, no more gangbanger parts, please. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. How, how did you get into acting originally? Yeah. So I, uh, just, you know, I started taking acting classes. I got in with some friends, started doing short films and stuff. And, you know, I was on a few different TV shows, did some independent films, commercials, all of that stuff. And it was going great. And I just got really turned off because um, I would go in for roles that were for like an LAPD officer. And I'd go in and I'd read it and they'd be like, oh, Nelson, that's excellent. That's great. But now uh, do it with like an accent. And I'm like, mm. oh, well, well <laughs> wow. why, why does a guy need an accent? They're like, Oh, because he's 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 from LA. You know, he was born and raised in LA in the in the Latino culture. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's, that's me. You're like, that's me. Yeah, yeah that's me. They're, yeah, and they're like, yeah, they're same, like, same, girl, same. <laughs> right, and they're like, but you know, but he's he's really deep. He's part of the streets and stuff. I was like, listen, my brother is an LAPD officer. You know, he's legit, and you know, yeah. they, they they was like, they what? You think he speaks like Speedy Gonzalez? Like, what is this? And I was just so turned off by it. So I was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm so Fanny and I made a decision a few years ago to stop auditioning. Like people still, you know, so they're like, Hey guys, can you read for this? And friends of ours and colleagues and filmmakers who want us in their films. They'll be like, Hey, can you read for this and stuff? We'll do that still. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to go in and as an audition for a role to be, you know, that's going to be counterproductive toward my overall mission. 
and not even be given a role of significance. So mm-hmm. um, I'm taking, you know, you know, I have an article in Forbes or, or Reuters and this and that, you know, and then come in and do this little stereotypical one-liner for, yeah. for some production that doesn't care, give it, you right. know, no, I almost cuss. Seem... I know you can cuss, but give no, it a yeah, you can. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. <laughs> I cuss a lot sometimes, especially when I get passionate. That's right. yeah. <laughs> we love that. We do Please. that a lot. Trust me, it happens a lot here. We'll go on speeches and... <laughs> YouTube hates us for it, but we do it anyway. Yeah. All right, I do have one part that, that I am going to need you to read for uh, when I get it, when I get the rights for it, and that is... Uh, the Ricardo Montalban story. Uh, <gasps> yeah. so, so, so let's wait. Why is it my picture showing up? Loading, I, I'm, loading. I'm having. It's is thinking. It, it's thinking about it. Why? It's <laughs> messing up. It's messing up my. It's messing up my jokey jokes here. What's going I on? No, <laughs> you hit that punchline correctly. And there, then, it is, oh, there, there it is. That's it is. Comes out. There it is. Listen, and this is especially. I did a little deep dive into your IG stories here. Look at it. Um, oh just because. Uh, my, if anybody, I mean, I'm super old, but if anybody remembers Fantasy Island, Ricardo Montalban, um, and my my imaginary friend when I was a baby was named Montalban. So my mom and dad would Aww. tell me all the time, it was like, oh, what about Montalban and Montalban? And I was, that was, that was the name that was talking about. That was my imaginary friend was a kid, his name Montalban. So that's <laughs> incredible. You know, it's funny. You know, it's funny. I took this picture and I listened. Ricardo was an incredible man and just, you know, carried himself with such grace and everything. And, and, you know, he's, he's, he's one of the people I really try to model myself after, you know, I'm, 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 I'm very much about, you know, representing myself in a specific way, in a certain way. And, you know, a little bit of gangster when I have to be, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. um, after this picture was taken, a lot of people have reached out to me talking about like, Hey Nelson, I don't know if you were joking around, but this needs to be a thing. You know, this is something like you 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 need to play, you need to play Ricardo Montalban in in, yes. in, in a role, and, and so um, I I am I am all for it. You're you, in it. You all right, cool. Decent. As you yeah. should. Oh, all right. I'll, I'll write I'll in direct. Press. I'll write in direct for scale. Trust me, I get it. I support that. I'll give. I'll do under scale. I'll do under scale for you guys. Don't trip. Um, <laughs> all right, I had just a couple more questions for you, uh, and then we'll, we'll. I know we know you're busy, Nelson, so we'll let you go. But um, it's no, all good. Shoot him my way, bud. I wanted to ask you, um, as a small, well, two questions. As a as a up and coming studio, how has the strike affected you? Um, and and any any ongoing productions? Um, do you have any thoughts on 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 the strike in general? Um, and do you see the do you see the uh, you know there will be another side to this because obviously the strike has become not necessarily even about what's happening. It's about these huge corporations that have taken over the arts being scared that if they give in to writers and actors, they're going to have to then give in to FX people, makeup people, PAs. And mm-hmm. it's really more about not wanting to set a precedent at this point so that they have to pay all the other people that are like, what? Oh, you mean corporations are stealing profit by stealing our labor and, and keeping most of the profit? What's going on? So uh, how do you see this, us coming out on the other end, specifically as it pertains to Latinos, people of color, et cetera? Yeah, absolutely. And it's a, it's a great question. See, the thing is, I have, um, I have ponies on both sides of, of, you know, both races here, you know, like studio side and, and creator side. So, you know, I'm an actor as well. I'm still part of SAG. I'm a proud SAG member. Um, I stand with WGA writers, but I'm also a studio. But the thing is, I'm not aligned. We're not aligned with the studios the way they're, they're operating now. Mm-hmm. It, it's, there's a lot of money to be made. There's a lot of money to be made, 
studios can still be very profitable and pay people fairly. Have we seen a dip within our, yeah, absolutely. Our production side for our studio usage, there's definitely been a dip, you know, unfortunately we still get influencers and, you know, independent, certain independent films that are not non-union and stuff that utilize our services and things like that. See, they keep it going. It's not what it used to be for us rather than being like, Oh no, we need to stand on the side of the studios to make it happen. Cause it affects our bottom line, our dollar. Um, Fanny and I are very much people of integrity. We, we, we know that this is a temporary setback for the company's revenue for a matter of a few months, but it's not even, it's, it's not something that's, listen, it's not something that's, that's, that's damaging. It's not, you know, I, I think, I think it's funny. I think the studios are really like, they're, they're kind of projecting a lot more than it actually affects. I mean, these guys have a ton of money, Yeah, so much. but yeah. And for us and for us, that's why we are doing something different. A plus our streaming platform is going to have a revenue share program. We're going to put aside a certain percentage of our ad revenue and we're going to split that with the creators. So we are all about actually incentivizing creators. The more people that watch your content, the more people that are going to actually, the more they're actually going to earn. It's like, you know, if you're on YouTube, you know, people incentivize people to watch their YouTube channels because they get paid for it. It's a brilliant idea. So we're, we're that's something we're utilizing. Um, you know, TikTok's another big one. They do that stuff often. And why is TikTok the biggest, you know, social media platform also right now? You know, it's because they understand this. This greed from the studios is is it's something else. And I think they their their issue is they're backed into all because they've built their entire company and organization or organizations around these structures of of just how much they squeeze. So when they have to create a different model, it, it completely breaks down the existing model that they have. And the, but if you build it with the intention of actually helping folks and, and being a, a company that's about uplifting and, and, and sharing in the profits, because there's a lot, there's going to be a lot of profits anyway. Um, it's just a better way to go. So that's why we're excited about, you know, creating this program that we're going to help creators really monetize from it too. Yeah. So. I love it. You heard it here first, folks. Avenida Productions does not support corporate greed. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, I tell people, listen, I, capitalism's great if it's done fairly. I think exactly. I think if anyone, I think if, listen, I think if you have a great idea, you hustle, you put in the late nights, you put in your credit on the line, you you sacrifice things with your family, your schedule, and different things like that, and you want to put yourself on a risk and make some money and you know and, and be a capitalist. I think that's cool. You deserve a big check. I don't think you deserve the entire check. Right, because there are a lot of people that had to do with it, but I think you deserve a big check, and I think that's fine. And it's not everybody wants to be rich, not everybody wants to start a business. But I also feel that people who just want to live a fair, happy life should have that right too. So exactly, there's there's a line you there's a line you cross between greed and capitalism, and you know making something for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. All sad. right, all right. So um, I have one more question. I don't know if Sophia has any more, but my other question for you would be, you know, um, and I think I spoke to you briefly about this. I think maybe at the festival. But, you know, obviously during COVID in the last couple of years, you know, I haven't been able to make any films and stuff like that. We started this podcast and do this stuff. But I am a filmmaker, you know, at my core. We have two SAG features, about a dozen films that have been in festivals and stuff like that. And I am going to start making a movie again at some point. As a Latino, as a Latino <laughs> creative who is going to be funding, um, what would you say is the main reason that I should use support our story as a crowdfunding platform versus Kickstarter that might have 
in theory, a bigger rich versus GoFundMe that might be a little more simple to donate, you know, versus versus what our mouth, you know, you know, I don't want you to sell me on it, but I'm just saying I'm probably still going to use it. But I would say what 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 would be the reasons you would give a Latino creative like myself to to use your platform um, to, to fund their films? Because I know Henry Kelly recently used that. I know him from Twitter for mm-hmm. for a project and they've had great success. I've known other filmmakers that have used it, obviously. So give me your side of that. Absolutely. So I'm not going to sell you on it. I'm going to inform you and then I'm going to inform you on it and then you're going to be sold on it. Um <laughs> listen that's that's it, it's just it's just the truth like like i tell people listen i we created something that's incredible we actually have two uh we have two celebrity campaigns launching on this over the next few days um so the reason support our story has been so successful is because it is the only platform and we have a patented technology behind this it's the only platform that uh that knows where you are on your crowdfunding journey. Like it knows if you've just opened your page, where you are at your, at your progress, if you've raised a little money, if you're ahead of schedule or behind schedule. We have an incredible amount of different tra- uh, trigger and uh, data points to tell where you are as a creator and your fundraising goal. And it sends you instructions on how to raise the money. It tells you exactly what to do. Hey, you got to take these actions today. You got to do this. You got to do that. And we break it down in pieces because, you know, there's different types of crowdfunding. There's crowdfunding like equity crowdfunding like we're doing on someone else's platform. We don't, we, you know, this is this is rewards-based. There's crowdfunding for like medical bills is where like people go to like GoFundMe. There's, there's crowdfunding for like products and stuff like that. People go to Kickstarter for that. We are all about specifically supporting um, creatives. So our coaching and guidance is specifically around creating a film a project some type of art a theater show whatever it is because it's a different conversation people aren't going to get a physical product but what they are doing is they're helping you with a movement to share you know to share a story to elevate voices and there's a specific way of coming in from there now we've understand it like we, we've raised millions and millions of dollars like i mentioned earlier for hundreds of projects now we've lost track about just exactly how much and how many projects we've helped and how many thousands of people have been employed, you know, throughout the years because of it. But, um, you know, we have over 98% success rate on it. And um, our, our average contribution size for this is three times the amount of, you know, the competitors. So um, Sold! Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, wow. we, actually, we, actually, we actually recently updated it. All right, talk amongst yourselves. Updated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check this out. We actually recently updated it where um now you actually get to talk with a live coach. So besides oh, the platform recognizing it, you know, yeah, besides the actual rec- platform recognizing where you are and stuff, um, you know, implementation of like certain AI things. Don't worry, we're not putting anyone out of a job here, but right. certain AI things, um, we we actually added the element of actual live coach that actually meets with you three times throughout your campaign to actually get you. And then every time people meet with a live coach, their campaign sees a spike in contributions too. So yeah, we, we, we've got that game down when it comes to, when it comes to crowdfunding for uh, creative projects, um, we're the top team in the country. All right. Well, look for right. a third feature from a Latino uh, filmmaker that is a sci-fi comedy with a mostly Latino cast on support <laughs> our story in the near future. 
yes. as when we'll, I'm sure I'll be able to talk to you before we launch. But yeah, this is absolutely mm-hmm. something that as a filmmaker is very pertinent to me. And as soon as I, as soon as you guys launched this a, a few years back, I was like, ooh, and especially, you know, you know, with the John Leguizamo campaign, with Henry's, Henry's campaign recently, uh, and other filmmakers that I've met through Twitter and other places, I've, it, it's always just been like, oh, okay, you know what? When it is time, this is what you're going to use. So being able to meet yeah. you and Fanny personally and know who's behind it, that just like solidifies it for me. Um, mm-hmm. So any Latino, can we, we, we reach uh, tons of Latino creatives in our audience. Um, anybody that watches Mi Gente Show live, um, obviously, hey, quick plug for us. Mi Gente Show is available everywhere you get your podcast. Yeah. All you got to do is type in Mi Gente Show and you'll see our little pretty faces. Uh, here we are on Spotify, our last couple of episodes. We did an interview with Chris Estrada from This Fool, who's now mm-hmm. on Hulu. Uh, Kenneth Castillo, filmmaker from L.A. and a lot of other stuff uh, that's on there. So check us out, Mi Gente Show. Um, yes. So anybody that's that, that listens to us, watches us, if you're creative in the arts and you are going to do a campaign, make sure that you look up, support our story uh, through Avenida Productions and make sure you use them as the platform because they are doing things the right way. Uh, Nelson and Fanny are awesome people in real life yeah. and on the Internet both, which is rare. Uh, and uh, we need to support ourselves and get to the point where we got one more than one choice on what yeah. Latino TV show to, to promote. Uh, so now, now, now we have to promote, now we have to support blue beetle because it's the strike happened and the advertising budget is like a fifth of what it was for Barbie. Uh, so, or like a 10th probably. Uh, and uh, we need to go out there regardless of the fact that the stars can't do interviews or anything like that. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure that it is a hit. Um, because that's what we do. We need to support our own people. Money um, talks. Absolutely. Listen, I, you know, I'm I'm a SAG I'm a SAG member, so I can't I can't you know speak yeah, to certain things like that. What I can say is support the Latino actors. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what. Oh I yeah, 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 absolutely. Yes. Yeah. In Cholo, you know, in 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 his in his work that he's done. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we actually, we have to come through and show the support because again, this would be another reason of like, Hey, listen, we give the Latino community projects and they tank. So why we, blue you know, here's, yeah, mm-hmm. here's that thing that, 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 that unwanted stepchild thing again. Oh, we gave <laughs> yeah. them that and look what they did with it. No, they're already they're already saying because they were like, oh, it's projected at like 15 million. Now we're like, no, it's projected at 30 million. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, motherfucker, we're going to hit 100 million soon. No, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Sophia, did you have any other questions for Nelson? Not so much questions. I feel like we covered all the bases, but I do have a statement. And that's basically just that. Thank you so much to you and Fanny. I feel like what you both are doing is just incredibly amazing. And as a jaded actress um, who has been in the audition rooms, like you mentioned, and all of that is just so limited uh, uh, roles and opportunities that like you can only do so much. Um, and growing up on BET, like I loved watching all everything like the, everything from reality shows movies you know every they just had such a close knit community and i feel like for the for the african american community it has grown only and strengthened and i feel like that's it kind of feels like the latinos latine latinx are starting to finally you know come together uh and i think that uh companies production companies like yourself and avenida productions is just like absolutely the way to get there. So I really, really support and enjoy what you both are doing. And I just wanted to thank you and wanted to say everybody who's watching, please support them. Please support Avenida. It's yeah, we need this. Thank you. Thank you for saying that, Sophia. And I appreciate that. You know, we, you know, Fanny and I do take these, um, 
these acknowledgements and we we really take them here in our heart because um we care like we we care when we've always been transparent through all this stuff and you know we we take the time to actually meet with with people as much as we can because it, it really does mean a lot to us because for us we know it personally it's a personal attachment for us and we also want to we have kids between you know both of us we have three kids so we want to make sure that that we leave this place more inclusive for them as well but I want to share something with you. What was it? One hundred and fifty-eight thousand dollars when we the we funder. Check it out. Once since we've been yeah you, yeah. So this was a this was a this was like a this was like a what? She's twelve thousand dollar interview since we've been on here. There you go. <laughs> oh my that's goodness! It. Look at that. Look my, at that. My, my little hundred dollars hasn't hit yet, but that's going to bump it up a little bit more. So. <laughs> oh <laughs> no! Did, did you did you did you did you invest? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm just, oh man! Uh, <laughs> I, and, and yeah, Luis, no, we appreciate that, brother. Listen, same, listen, same. listen. But don't but but don't don't say your little hundred dollars. Because listen, man, yeah. what it is? It, it's it's a community effort. It's yeah. a community mm-hmm. effort, brother. Because listen, it, it's. It really is about all of us. You know, it's not about one of us. It's not about, you know, we, this whole community has to come through together mm-hmm. and we, we really appreciate it. If it's a hundred dollars, if it's a hundred thousand, whatever it is, brother and sister, Sophia, really it, it to us, it, it, it matters a lot. And, um, we really appreciate y'all for really, we really do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We appreciate Look. you, Nelson. Look, if there's if 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 there's a reason besides me and Sophia like to talk to each other and like to talk cheese and react uh, that we have this podcast, it's also you know because once we talked about it, it's like we you know we we feel good about the fact that we do the spotlight, the Latinx spotlight, try to promote a creative, try to you know try to uplift our own people because if 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 even if we don't even if we go sometimes we have a thousand downloads on an episode, sometimes we have a hundred, but we know people are listening. So if, if if our numbers, if we don't grow, at least at the end of the day, we feel good about the fact that we are putting some good out into the world, promoting our yeah. brothers, our sisters, our hermanos, hermanas, everybody um, to try to get up there. And as somebody who's met you personally and Fanny personally and 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 and, and sees you guys as 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 colleagues um, and and somebody that I'd like to continue to to see succeed, so that at some point we can work with you guys on a professional level as well. At some point. Because, you know, I'm going to keep making movies. That's my art. Sophia's going to keep acting. We're going to keep podcasting for fun and doing stuff like that. But we're at the end of the day, we're filmmakers as well. So we want to see you guys succeed so that the, the, the playing field gets opened. And, you know, so that, you know, we can we can get more work. You know, it's as simple as that. Yeah. That's exactly it. Listen, this is all it's a community effort. This isn't this isn't for me or one person or anyone to rise. This, this really is. This is for all of us combined. So I look forward to the future work we're all going to do together, guys. So yeah. let's let's keep grinding on it. And listen, if it's a hundred downloads and it's a thousand downloads, it's fine. But one day it's going to be a hundred thousand downloads. Absolutely. You got to keep. You got to keep grinding Amen. at it. Absolutely. Yes. Hey, I've been practicing my Oscar speech in a mirror since I went say it. I'm going to say it one day. So <laughs> don't 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 trip. Don't trip. All right. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you very much, Nelson, for for joining us, man. We're going to let you go. I appreciate you coming on, man. All right. Thank you, Sophia. Thank you, Luis. Appreciate you, too. Got it. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Later, later. All right. That was Nelson Grande. Lovely. Lovely. Him and Fanny, man. They are just bosses. Boss. Jefes. Boss. Jefes, even. Jefes. Jefes and jefas and whatnot. Very good. Uh, Man. Yeah, the WeFunder is blowing up, baby. Blowing up twelve thousand dollars while we were talking. Yeah, everybody. That's great. Yeah, I'm, support. 
I'm setting up my. Um, I was gonna do it before the the interview, but I had to set up a WeFunder account so that I could donate, or so that I can invest, not donate. Invest. invest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Invest. I do. I do like that. The fact that it's uh, an investment. You know. It, yeah. Absolutely. Like it, if it grows, you get certain things. Yeah. There's perks. There's perks, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Whew. We have so today we have a hard out of three thirty. Yeah. So, well, look at us having a hard out for once. That's crazy. All right. We're not. Let's 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 see what we can hit on. Any particular topics that you're like, we have to speak on this today. Just let me. All right. I'm just gonna just tell me where you want me to stop. Right. Uh. Little Tay died. You know Little Tay. Little Little Tay? Tay. Lil Tay, she was like an eight-year-old that was posing on Instagram with like hundreds of thousands of dollars and like Lamborghinis and stuff. Oh, did she also rap? Yeah, she rapped. And then her <gasps> her parents, and then they've been out of the spotlight. Uh, like apparently they they tried to sue their dad because he was like trying to manage all their money. And it turned oh. out that they were being a, uh, like maybe abused or something. Oh and God. now they're, her and her brother are both dead. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's not enough time to like dive into the craziness that's going on there. But uh, just reaction. All right. Let me see what else we have that's here. That's insane. Uh, the, whole world, the whole world is on fire. You know, shout out to mm-hmm. all our, our family and friends in Hawaii. We have some listeners and guests that are out there. Mm-hmm. Maui. There's people jumping to the ocean because it's fucking burning. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Anything else of note? I don't feel like we have a lot to get into. Uh, it's been a slow news week, I will say. Uh, Let me see. I'm just seeing what else we have. All right. Uh, Barbie's hitting a billion dollars. Oh, yeah. Here's one. That we I never talked about Barbie last week. I wanted to. Yes. We, let's, let's. Okay. So Ben Shabibo um, whined about Barbie. And uh, he, did. he basically said, uh, oh, no, this is this is another Ben Shabibo thing where he was whining about Rachel Siegler being cast to play Snow White. Uh okay here's the here's the Barbie thing I wanted to see. Hold on a second. I just have a bunch of random stuff here. Uh Lizzo made a statement. Oh, there's that woman that used blackface at Starbucks. Oh, was she an employee or just <laughs> she used to work at the post office, but she like went to oh, Starbucks no. and Target and asked where the pride section is at. Uh-huh. Uh let's see. We have some unhinged TikTok stuff. We have some hospital those. stuff. We have uh some horrible. There was that giant brawl in Montgomery. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. So I loosely heard of this, but I haven't yeah. seen the full story. There's a craziness. Uh the in the so you're saying there's a chance uh segment. Mm-hmm. Natalie Portman and her husband are separating after eleven years of marriage. Oh, well, that's sad. Okay, we don't condone divorce. That is very sad. And oh, no, I don't know. We don't support it. Whatever. I don't know. What I'm saying is that's sad. But also, 11 years. That's a successful relationship, right? That's good. So you're saying there's a chance. you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. No, there was a story that I wanted to call. Mitch McConnell got booed for five minutes. Oh, yeah. Retire. Retire. That was a funny one. Retire. Uh, okay. There's just an initiative thing. Uh, okay. Ready for Barbie. U.S. national team lady gets shit on because she was, she ignored some kid. Let me see. Okay. Uh, Ben Shapiro predicted that Barbie would fall off after the first week. 
Boom. He said it was too woke, blah, blah, blah. And it's already passed 1 billion globally. Um, so you, you've seen it now. What are your thoughts on it? Ratchet Barbie is telling Ben Shabiba to fuck off. <laughs> fuck off, Ben. <laughs> Ratchet Barbie. Is that your Ratchet word? Barbie does not condone Ben Shapiro. Just <laughs> anyway. Um, she's going to stick around. What's up? Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved Barbie. Are you kidding me? I actually watched it twice. Um, and it was so good. Even on the second watch, it just, I noticed more things. The commentary is amazing. I think that anybody that says it's anti-men isn't getting the point. It's Mm anti-patriarchy, which is a system of oppression. It's not necessarily like against men. It actually has a pretty nice message towards men. Um, in the sense that like, Ken, for example, oh, I don't want to spoil it. Should I spoil it? Is your Kenuff? Yes. Like, literally, Ken's arc is beautiful. He goes from, like, thinking that his value only relies on if Barbie looks at him. If she looks at him, his he has a great day. Um, And then vice versa, right? It's, like, traumatic mm-hmm. if she doesn't acknowledge him and blah, blah, blah. So, basically, it's a really good message about finding your worth in yourself and finding what you love and who you are as opposed to relying on getting your value based on somebody else whether it's women or men you know so i actually thought it was a pretty beautiful humanistic message but i think that anybody with the manosphere being as um i don't know as short-sighted as they are (laughs) currently Mm -hmm. um it's very i can see how like some men are like feeling attacked because when you are used to being in power for so long um just equality is like you know threatening you see it as like a loss of something when in reality everyone's just trying to look out for your everyone's mental health all right you are kanaf maybe not you, you ben shabibo but other men can ben ben yeah no um i liked it um i saw some people that weren't fans of it just from an aesthetic purpose or just from a filmmaking perspective i i enjoyed it when i watched it i understood it right away like what she was trying to do there was actually some uh, some weird uh, backlash where some Manosphere people were saying that Greta uh, was being unintentionally based, as in she was making a great movie and it had some strong male points, but she just she it was just by mistake, you know. And she wasn't really trying to do Ooh. that, you know what I mean? So hey, more on that. I haven't heard that one. What's up, Rosa? Rosa? Hey, baby. Rosa? You can catch Rosa's review of Barbie at the Daily Cella. Yes. Uh, you can find, I'm sure she was had some interesting. All right. Here's something that I wanted to ask you about in regards to Barbie, mm-hmm. because, you know, my job is beach on the weekend. So I had to get yeah. my, my little Barbie thing. Um, but um, this is something that came out, which is the unintended consequences is the Barbie movie is ending relationships left and right. Not going to lie. It's my pickup line now. <laughs> it's my not pickup line. It's my vet all people to see if they're good people. Okay. Just like, what did you think about Barbie? <laughs> Immediately so, finds out if they're misogynistic. Anyway, continue. A quote that she, uh, there was at, there was a woman was watching it with her boyfriend and she said, I really didn't even recognize how he was perceiving it until he asked, are you crying two or three times throughout the movie? Uh, come on, Barbie, let's go break up with our boyfriends. Uh, social mo- uh, After a week of release, social media is full of stories for women who say they deeply reconsidered their relationship after seeing the film. Uh, am I the asshole for bringing, for breaking up with my boyfriend over the Barbie movie? One asked on Reddit. Uh, on TikTok, another woman said the Mattel movie inspired her to break up with her boyfriend after a string of bad behavior. Thank you, Barbie, for empowering me, for giving me confidence, for making me realize I deserve better. 
Yes. Uh, did anyone watch Barbie and suddenly want to break up with their boyfriend or was it just me? Are you crying? You're just a guy and you'll never understand how difficult it is to be a woman in a man's world, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, elsewhere on TikTok, women are sharing their plan to use. What did you think of Barbie as a litmus test for dating? Oh, that's me. Litmus test. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. She'd be noted. Plenty of men pass the test easily dressing up in pink for the movie yeah. or sympathizing with their girls. You know, that's fucking that a big Yeah, can, 100%. Just own it. Go watch it. Any man who likes women actually and is a feminist, you know, believes in equality, all of that. They're not going to take offense. They're going to play. They're going to play around. They're going to watch it and be like, "Yeah, your experience is valid. That sucks." Look, I, I, I <laughs> look, I, I'm, I'm a big proponent of uh, the Godfather movies. So when they were clowning on men, that for was, life, that was it's like, one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, so was, I'm with you there. Uh, like, I was I, like, "Sir," I was like, Sir, "Also, I'm sorry." But, but that would be something that I would totally do if a chick was like, hey, can you explain the golf? I'll be like, yeah, sit down. Come on. I'll, I'll exactly. Explain. It's a story about America. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, Come here, sugar tits. I'll explain it to you. I'll explain it to you, sugar tits. <laughs> also, sorry. also, can we bring back sugar tits? Is that acceptable again? Can I? Only if you use this voice, sugar tits. Listen, listen. I, I love In all them. In ironic fashion, of course. I love all them Barbie broads is what I've been telling girls. Barbie broads. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And there's also single men who consider liking Barbie a deal breaker. Uh, someone recently was unmatched on him after she told the guy that Barbie is an experience and Oppenheimer is just a film. Whoa. Well, Whoa. no need to Oppenheimer shame. Yeah, okay. Okay. No need to both. get to that. Um, yes. Uh, but I mean, the the guy who didn't like Barbie isn't going to want to date the girl who did, who loved it, you know, and, Thought it was transformative like so right that's fine it's a fair litmus test i don't think people should be offended if you're like if i ask you are you a republican and then you're like yes and i'm like i can't date you then that's a fair litmus test because vice versa why would you want to date my liberal ass like we shouldn't we don't match <laughs> we're gonna fight a lot <laughs> you know and yeah. it's like that with the barbie movie Listen, I would love to have a Mojo Dojo Castle House myself. Yeah. I think that's I think that's goals for men obviously but um but but honestly uh like i said it, I, I i found it if i was giving you my review i i would i would find that it's almost it's it's empowering um for men and for women for women and for mm -hmm. men right mm -hmm. um and but it, it also is it's just fun and it's it's innocuous it's not like that serious you know mm -hmm. that that you have to be like oh you you know yeah your, your you take on it is going to be paramount to like saying like yeah it was a january 6th no it's not that serious <laughs> i watched barbie three times is not the same as like yeah i was i stormed the Capitol. you know exactly it's, yeah yeah Yeah, it's just you like the movie and 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 it yeah sometimes liking a movie versus hating a movie i've, I've had this, I've, this has happened several times in my life where where somebody will be like oh i hated that movie and then i'll just be like mm, okay i will silently judge you Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these are. But are there friends. any are there any movies that are deal breakers when dating? Because we do have different uh, standards for friends versus people that are you know we're dating. Logically. Uh, so. yes. Okay. So if I showed a uh, a woman, um, maybe any movie. Well, it's kind of like that thing where you're excited to show somebody some one of your favorites. 
And then, oh, I and, hate that. Yeah. And then, and then you know, they get up to go to the bathroom, and you pause it, and they're like, "No, just, like, just play it. Just keep like playing that. it." Yeah. Like if I'm showing somebody one of my movies, and they get up, and I'm like, "Oh, I'll pause it for you," and they're like, "Nah, go ahead, just let it play." I hate that. That is heartbreaking. Yeah. Have you seen that episode of Hire My Mother when he's like, "We're gonna sit and watch Star Wars," and it's like his favorite. He's just like, no, it's just a movie, like whatever. Um, but he's like secretly testing her, and she does that. She's like, I'm just, just gonna go to the bathroom, not paying I've attention never, on her phone. I've I've never watched more than one clip of How I Met Your Mother, and it was just because it was just scrolling to the channels, and I, they were in a bar, and uh, oh my gosh, it's so fucking, good. Uh, what's his face? Uh, but the 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 kid doctor guy. Kid doctor. He's like, he, from yeah, Doogie Hauser. Yeah, yeah, of course. And Barney. Yeah. Dude, you Houser's should there. watch it. It's especially like it's especially like pertinent to your generation. Like if you mm. grew up in that time and are their age, like it's gonna be so relatable. Pass. All right, loser. <laughs> your loss. See, I'm just I'm doing the thing now because because uh, I'm trying to see if you judge me silently for not. I am judging show. you loudly, <laughs> loud and proud judgment here, sir. I'm just giving you an example. It's not that, but at, but at the end of the day, if I was like, you'd be like, okay, Lou doesn't like how I met your mother, and I'm just gonna file that in the I back of my head. Write that down, and maybe there will be no podcast next week. And then file that away for when I quit. Exactly. <laughs> Why did you quit? Because he didn't like how I met your mother. Sorry. What would be worse if you were trying to date somebody that they didn't like how I met your mother or that they didn't like Barbie? Oh, oh that's hard. Reasoning is a big, big one here because not liking Barbie for me just means you kind of don't understand women. Mm, yeah, It's on the misogyny side, Yeah, which is very serious. Not liking how I met your mother for i don't know like i think barney's cringe or like i didn't like this episode or the ending is so stupid and like i'm gonna trash all of it now mm. um i can understand that so that's a good argument but if you're I, like i don't know i just don't both, think both that, stuck. no no i think that uh the only reason that i never like fully wanted to commit to that show is because i would see it and then i would watch like between commercial to commercial i'd be like oh okay i get it, it there's some funny stuff but mm. it was more and i like the cast uh, I think it was more that um, I'm weary of shows that have that end premise in their entire concept, which is mm -hmm. like the whole concept of this is how I met your mother. But then they keep trying to stretch it out, stretch it out, stretch it out. Yeah, same, yeah. same way I felt about like Sons of Anarchy and some other shows right. where it's like, OK, the premise was this. You promised me this premise. And now you're just like looking for reasons to extend it so that you can keep making money. So that's kind of. And like that's why I understand if anyone watched it and hated it for a reason. Yeah. That's a solid reason. But the thing is, in at its core, there's a reason why it lasted so long. And that's mm. because without that in my without the how I met your mother thing, without the kids and that trope the characters themselves standalone like they're just so good the writing is so good that you can watch this like it's a solid good sitcom and you forget eventually um until they force you to remember and then they ruin it like game of thrones on the last season anyway oh so it shit the bed at the end for you oh it shit the bed hard you need to watch it just to make fun of it because like it shit the bed so hard it was like the game of thrones until game of thrones shit the bed worse <laughs> 
Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Right. Maybe yeah, that. Yeah. Maybe that. Maybe it was that. like the biggest heartbreak. It was like, oh my God, did you see How I Met Your Mother? That was the worst finale of all time. And then, yeah, because <laughs> it was so much, and but they dragged it out for so long. Anyway, watch it. We'll talk about it. It's so good, though. That's but I still that. watch it. It's still my like comfort show. Did you watch um, Dexter or Sons of Anarchy? I have not. No, no. Okay. I've been both told the, to watch both Dexter the... a million times. Okay. Interesting thought experiment. If you can do it, when you do watch Dexter, mm-hmm. stop watching it after the fourth season. I believe it's the season where John Lithgow is the killer. Okay. Uh, at the what end, the fuck? Of- why are you telling me? Oh, you you know he's the killer from the first time he shows oh, up on okay. screen. He's just the cool. killer for. There's just there's always a, a a serial killer for the season. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So there's it's the Trinity killer. Uh, it's the Trinity killer sort of um, arc. Um, and if Dexter had ended at the end of that season with John Lithgow as the killer, uh, if they had ended on the very last scene of that season, it would have been an almost perfect show because the first couple of seasons of Dexter are. Mwah. So if you ever watch it and you have the strength to do it, stop after that, because gotcha. everything after that just goes straight to shit. And Sons of Anarchy is sort of like this. Um, I don't know. Is it Hamlet? It's sort of a Hamlet uh, sort of thing where uh, this guy comes uh, is part of this motorcycle club and his uh, he's he's supposed to try to kill the guy who killed his father, who's now fucking his mom. It's very Shakespearean, but they drag it out. They drag that shit out until there was nothing left on those bones. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so those are those are those are those are my two like that. Dexter, Sounds of Anarchy and Game of Thrones are the, the shows that shit the bed the most for me. Damn. Okay. All right. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. But I I did watch Better Call Saul. If you watch either of those, uh, yeah, Better Call Saul stuck the landing. No, I'm saying I watched it because you recommended it. So I'm already two shows deep that you recommended, which means that we are, you need to start watching something. Hmm. I'm your mother. All right. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. Yeah. Anyway, Barbie. I'll take a look at it. All right. Cool. Cool. But yeah, Bobby. Loved it. I think it's a fair litmus test. I have I have a few movies that are litmus test. So, really, well, not a few. Maybe just like, here's the thing: if I'm dating a man, he really needs to be a feminist. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like when I date women, it's almost it's almost implied already assumed that they are going to not be anti women, <laughs> right? Of course, Candace Owens exists. Um, pearly but things. yeah, it's yeah, pearly things. But like, you know, but it's it's almost like, yeah, of course. But with men is like you can date a man and like fall in love and everything without knowing that they hate women deeply. Right. And you'll you know, it's very it's very easy to do. So a litmus test would be like promising young woman is a good one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And now Barbie. Barbie's a great one. Yeah. Promising Young Woman's a good one. Barbie's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I like to, you know, also uh, how they treat wait staff is a big one. You 100%. Know? Exactly. 100%, yeah, yeah. You know, whether they're. It's they just, take... are they a good person? And there's so many ways of, you know, proving that. The, the old, uh, the old locked door thing. If you have an old school car with the girls, you know, you got to do that one. What? What is that one? Locked door. The locked door trip. Oh yeah, that's a classic. That's from Bronx Tale, but it's also been around for whatever. So if you have like okay. an old school car that has the locks, you know, gotcha. like a, um, what you do is you open the door for the girl and you unlock it with your key. You open the door for them and then you walk around the back, and then you see whether or not she reaches over to unlock your door or not. Oh, 
I ha- I had never heard of that so one. So you open the door for her, you let her in the car. This is old school, right? Because now mm-hmm. it's just beep beep. You know, yeah, that doesn't but, exist anymore. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't exist anymore. So you open the door for her, you let her in because you had to use her key. Then you walk around the back, and then you see whether or not she sit. She sits there, and she immediately starts. You know. Opening up like, the mirror and but if when you're walking around, she does the the reach over, unlock your door for you. Wow. Yeah, yeah right. That says a little something, right? I would have I would have probably failed that. So you in this like, where like, is he? Where'd he go? Where'd he oh. go? <laughs> or if he just like let out of Once I ass. saw you struggling, then I'd be like, Oh my gosh, he needs help. But <laughs> yeah, sometimes you get around and you're about to put the key in, and then they're like, Oh, you know. You know, it's just a, it's a, it's a yeah. test. It's a test. Oh, anyway. Bonzo. It can never be. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, it Bonzo. How about promising young woman? Did you like that one? Um, no, promising young woman is a really good movie too. Right? It's freaking yeah. good. Yeah. yeah I that, watched yeah. that one with a man and then we had like a four hour conversation afterwards. That's how yeah. I knew it was meant to be. Yeah. Listen, if I put on Super Troopers and she's not laughing, or if I put on Basquiat and they're not interested, yeah. or, mm-hmm. you know, like, look, if she doesn't like The Godfather, I understand it's not for everybody. I'm not a I huge Star Wars nerd. Not a huge Star Wars nerd. I don't know if there is a movie. More likely, if I put on, like, what, a classic comedy, or it wouldn't necessarily be that they didn't like it. It would be like if they were unopened to, if they were unopened to watching an old movie because it was either black and white. Mm-hmm. Or because they felt it was antiquated, just because as a lover of cinema, as a filmmaker, I think that would affect mm-hmm. me more than they didn't get the premise or something like that. Ooh, here's another one. What about dating someone who just doesn't like movies at all? I don't know. I don't. It's think just not their thing. Do you think it would work out? Is there people like that? They are. They exist. They exist. They just want TV shows. Yeah. Maybe they're just really into The Bachelor. I don't know. But they're like, I don't like movies. Oh, Lou, if, if I was like, what's your favorite TV show? And they started naming off reality shows, I would be like, peace mm-hmm. out. Okay. What if they like really good shows, but they they just don't uh, like nah, movies I could, for some I reason? I could work with you. I could deal with you. I, I, I don't mind Damn. going to the movies by myself. See, I don't think I could do that. Okay. What if it was? Uh, what if it was? Uh, you were dating a girl, and she mm-hmm. was she was she was uh, Salma Hayek body. But she had uh, pearly things mind frame of being anti woman. She was no. pearly. She was pearly things, but uh, hitting inside Selma Hayek. Easy no. Easy no. E- easy no. All right. Yeah. Cool. No, I can't. I can't do that. Hmm. So I got to talk to them at some point. Sure. Yeah. You got to. So no. <laughs> it can't just all be dinners. Looking. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it, can't, no. it can't be all just. It can't all be drinking and scissoring, as mm-hmm. the lesbians say. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know as I don't they know. say, every night, as, as my grandma used to say, can all just be <laughs> can all be fun times and scissoring when yep. you're with a woman. Yep, yep. Exactly. that's what happens. Um, we actually have one anonymous way, but it's oh, let's good. do it. I think that's a good way to end it. Yeah, uh, it's it's how do you keep your cat from peeing outside the litter box? Sent in by Apple Slices. <laughs> 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 Where did we did we get put on as like a, a well we're 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 dog people I think we're very much dog people we're very much dog people I had four dogs I have three dogs today and the difference between three and four dogs is that it's silent this entire time if Milo was here they would have been barking and play fighting all day but since yeah. since I don't have them for a couple of days 
it's like a really <laughs> chill environment. But um, I would say um, teach your dog to be an teach your cat to be an outside inside cat so that you feel free so that he can roam the streets at night, uh, get mm-hmm. tons of pussy and then come back home when it's when it's time to chill. And then they'll just shit and piss in random areas around your neighborhood. And you will never have to have the only time I've had cats that have been successful that I've loved is when I first moved here and we brought a cat here and immediately he was like, okay, this is my backyard. Cool. And there was, and we had pit bulls. So he would get out into the streets and run around. And then all of a sudden, sometimes he'd be getting chased by other cats and he'd be like, jump into our backyard Mm -hmm. where my dogs were. And then the other cats would jump in and be like, ah, fuck, we fucked up. And and stuff like that, but I don't know where you pissed or shit, so I really have nothing to add uh, to that. Well, they just said outside the litter, litter box, so I'm assuming somewhere in indoors, right? Keep it cleaner, maybe. Maybe you should make sure. Um, if they're, I don't know what I would do with my dogs when I was puppy pad training them. Um, was like, and they were just they were just puppies. Um. Uh, a lot of times, a lot of times I don't do it out of malicious reasons. Right. So I would just pick up the poop um, and put it on the pad or like soak up the pee with the pad and then leave it there for a bit. Just so they know that like with the scent, that's where it goes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then clean it up obviously. But I would like take the dog, be like, look, sniff, that's where your shit goes. (laughs) There you go. That's where it is. And then they'd be like, okay, eventually they catch, they caught on. And okay. then I did that with outside training as well. I'm just like, look over there. That's where it goes. Go that well, way. That was a lot of randomness. Yeah. <laughs> I love cats, but I've never had one. So mind you, this is coming from a Chihuahua owner All right, and so thank- whatever the fuck that dog is. So thank you, Apple Slices, for sending in that question. Thank uh, you, Apple Slices. And even though it's a little random, we appreciate that you took the time to confide in us. Any no Nama's ways are it's better good. than men. Yeah. Uh, did you anybody uh, here? So if anybody's still watching, listening or, or taking a listen, if you send us some more anonymous ways, did you or some random comments? Did you guys uh, cons- mm-hmm. have you ever considered breaking up with somebody over a piece of media, a TV show, a movie, yeah, a piece of art? Like if I took somebody to like an art museum, you know what I did? Because uh, I'm a big uh, art guy, obviously. Uh and it, I did, I did go to, with somebody to the, the Museum of Modern Art, um, mm-hmm. and there was some, um, there was an artist, and uh, I got, I don't know if it was the Keith Haring or the Jean Michel Basquiat exhibit, and and they just didn't get their art. They were like, oh, it's just doodles, and I was just like, I was like, yeah, okay, and that was kind of like, I think that was the end of that. So, oh no, yeah, I think they didn't get the, I didn't, think, I think they didn't get Keith Haring. And I was like, no, but you don't understand. He's like, yeah, it's just stick figures. And I was like, did you try to explain it to them? Because sometimes people just don't know how to receive art. Yeah, that could be it. I just I don't know. I guess maybe it's just like if two people don't don't vibe on art or media, is it is it that it depends? I guess it depends how big of a deal that is to certain people. You know what? What's a big deal for me is like because I feel like art is so subjective, especially if you go to a museum, and then it, it varies by artist. Sometimes you're like, "That's not my favorite. I don't like that one. I don't know. Whatever." Right? Um, but I think the ability to learn and to talk about a topic, like even if it's something that you have no idea, but I'm super passionate about it, and we are looking at an art piece that I really like, and you're like stick figures, at least have the like mental capacity to like listen and maybe like, Oh, I see how you see, you know, like kind of like 
just be able to talk about it a little bit. Yeah, you know, and about films as well. It's kind of like it's just kind of like there's some movies that I love that, like for example, my sister was just like one of my favorite movies. She was just like it was stupid. I didn't like it. I didn't get it. There's also something. <laughs> I was like, but it was it was amazing. There's also something to be said for the person that you find that you're like, hey, they're playing. Um, like for example, next week, mm-hmm. uh, they're re-releasing um, they're a movie that I really love called Old Boy. Um, mm-hmm. and actually, I didn't add you to the group chat because I invited like twenty five filmmakers. I didn't no, I think you. I was in there. Oh, you I were in there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I so reply, I was like, I don't think I'm going that day, but yeah. No, so I, 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 and so if for example, I. If there's somebody in your life or that you're talking to and they're like, yeah, I'll go with you. It's not really my thing, but I'll go with you. Like if there's somebody supportive of you in that way where they're like, hey, there's a 25th anniversary of this or there's this or there's a special showing or they're doing a marathon. Do you want to come over and watch this with me? And they're like, sure. And they secretly they hate it, but they're still down. That's a good sign, though. Yeah, that that they'll that they'll put up with your with the shit that you like just because they want to be supportive. But see, that's one thing, though. I would go a step further and say I wouldn't want someone who hates something to do it just because of me mm-hmm. at the very least be a person who like uh can tolerate it i guess you know like mm-hmm. like for example i'm not the biggest taylor swift fan i don't hate her i do like some songs but i'm literally on a kickball team with a bunch of hardcore swifties and when they tell me taylor stuff boy do i listen and man am i invested because <laughs> i can just you know it's like it's not i don't hate i don't hate it it's not it, you know I'm interested. I'm intrigued, you know, but if I hated it, I don't know that I would have even joined. You know what I mean? If I hated Taylor Swift with a passion. I don't know that I would be there. You're like, so this team's whole thing is they love Taylor Swift. Like, yes. The name is the Gaylers because of Taylor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like half of us knew nothing of Taylor Swift coming in. And the other half are like hardcore can say the dates of all her ex-boyfriends. And like on this day she got, she was, Pick the picture taken with this and she said this quote and then there's a theory about her with yeah yeah yeah. so it goes deep swifties go deep and i'm just like i'm always here like with my popcorn like yeah tell me more this is great they should have gone all the way and just been like gayler swift instead of just the gaylers anyway nah that would be weird that's too on the nose the gaylers is cool is it it is yeah the gaylers is cool (laughs) and a lot a lot of a lot of people think it's gaylor like and that's what I thought. I thought we were going like a play on word to like Gaylord. The Gaylords. And so I kept saying Gaylord. And then they were like, no, it's like Gaylord, like Taylor Swift. I was like, oh, I'm so wrong. Let's be honest. Is it? Okay. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, that's our show for today. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you very much, Nelson Grande of Avenida Productions. Yes. Excellent interview. Uh, we didn't have the time to talk about anything, but it was kind of a slow week. I mean, there was the Lizzo stuff, uh, follow up. Uh-huh. And there's a bunch of other stuff. Perfect but nothing, timing for that, yeah. Yeah, for a perfect time with that. We'll we'll try to get caught up with everything next week. Uh, back on our regular schedule, hopefully. But we will update you guys. Uh, thank you for everybody that stopped by. For some reason, yes. I had I was checking the Facebook page, and there's some people commenting on the Facebook videos, but they weren't carrying over. Oh, so, I suppose because I'm the one linking it. Do you want to switch one? No, we'll figure it out. But I, okay. I had no. I just noticed that while I was doing it, that the Facebook weren't carrying over so we just have to look into it maybe gotcha. i'll just maybe i'll if you know but what have you it's on there anyway 
Uh, right. So thank you for everybody. We'll be back next week. Uh, yes. Thank you. We love you. Keep listening. Thank you keep so watching. much. Uh, and we'll talk to you later. We're up. Hasta luego. Vamos, papá, hay que irnos. Me estoy aguantando desde que pusieron el domo. ¿Puedes despegar? Muchas personas trabajaron en esta película y solo quieren que se aprendan sus nombres de memoria. Y yo quiero asegurarme de que ningún animal resultó lesionado durante las imágenes de esta película. ¡Piu! ¡Listo! ¡Uy, palomitas en el suelo! ¡Chao! Pero parece que Maggie tiene algo que decir. Sí, 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 sí